Right, I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. Welcome to the Bearded Fan Podcast. I am Andrew, and thanks for joining me on this episode. In this week's episode, I speak to Brian and Claire from the Grind Greenery in Mora's Arch. We talk about where the grind started, how it went from a coffee shop to a restaurant, we talk about some of the other facilities that they have, and then we talk about what they have planned for the future. Hey, 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 it's Podcast Friday, and thanks for joining me on this episode. Right, so first of all, I'd like to say thank you very much to all the people that listened to last week's episode, which was with Kinga, commonly known as On Her Bike on social media. She is the Polish woman that is traveling around the world on her motorcycle. She started back in 2017, back in Australia, and uh, she's currently in South Africa. And if you listen to that episode, you'll know that she said that she's thinking of sticking around in Africa for probably another 18 months, two years, which is really great to hear. So if um, you haven't listened to the episode, please do me a favor or do yourself a favor and go back and listen to that episode. It was a really great one. Um, I was very happy to see seeing that uh, Kinga has uh, got lots of international followers on social media. It was really great to see lots of new listeners from different countries around the world listening to the podcast. And if you guys are back and listening to this episode, thank you so much for returning and I hope you're going to stick around. And if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, uh, you might not know that I really enjoy receiving your feedback on the podcast, uh, your comments. Um, constructive uh, criticism is great, helps me improve the podcast. So please send that through. All the contact details are in the show notes. Right, let's get on to this week's episode. As you heard in the intro, I chatted to Brian and Claire from the, <laughs> from the Grind Greenery uh, in Mara's Arch. And here's that episode. Hope you enjoy. Anyway, Brian, Claire. Thank you very much for coming through. Thank you. Um, you guys uh, are partners. Business uh, partners. Business partners. Yes. I was going to. I was going to say partners <laughs> in crime, but I stopped myself we just short. That. We actually are partners in crime. <laughs> and uh, in not guilty. Not guilty. Yeah. Anyway, you guys are business partners in the grind greenery in um, Melrose Arch. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, where did the name come from? Well, in my opinion, Claire. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Um, it was the Grind Coffee Company. And I had the idea when I bought the, the coffee shop about a year and a half ago to turn it into a restaurant. Also with the same goals, same vibe, same style as the coffee shop, which yeah. is a healthy eatery. And my idea was to call it the Grind Greenery because I wanted to go into a plant-based direction because that seem to be becoming quite a thing in South Africa. And um, that's actually where I met Claire. Because I was looking for a chef or a restaurant owner who has a lot of experience in, in vegan food and vegetarian food. Right. That's how I think we got to greenery. <laughs> there was a lot of debate about the name, but um, I think when Ryan mentioned it, it just resonated. I guess they wanted to keep the, the grind. The grind already has its own 
established clientele. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't an option to rebrand because they've got a massive social media following and, you know, it's a catchy name. So that wasn't an option. We had to kind of add something onto that. And yes, because it's uh, mostly vegan, vegetarian, you kind of eat in green um, and it's about sustainability. So that's where the greenery comes in. Okay, that's great. So it was um, so it was the grind before the grind coffee company, whatever, in yeah. the same location? Same, same exactly location. same spot, yeah. yeah. So upstairs used to be a spinning studio. Okay. and um, offices for an oil company. So the oil company moved out. They bought a warehouse close to their stock. And I think that was the second spinning studio kind of thing that was going on. And when the second studio didn't work out, um, we, we said to the landlord, who's also a business partner, like, we should take this space and turn the upstairs into a restaurant. And at the back of the restaurant, Claire had a genius idea where we turn the offices into boardrooms and working space and private dining rooms. And so there's like an extra feature that, that Clay brought to yeah, the grind to the, greenery yeah. that we've never had before. People used to love to sit and, and work there. We had a, I think we had 10, 10, workstations. 10 workstations upstairs on the bridge on your way to, to the storeroom and the stock rooms and whatever. And we doubled up on, on workspace and got three new private dining rooms, like boardrooms okay. at the back, yeah, which is quite cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I mean, because like you always think about these kind of establishments, you know, is that location is so important. Mm. I mean, you guys are in Melrose Arch, um, so your clientele are basically the guys that are in, yeah. in that area during the week, at least. Mm. I'd say location is everything. If you look at opening a restaurant or a coffee shop or anything fast food or takeaway you're looking for for high volume you're looking mm. for feet and someone told me that works in Mar works in Mara's Arch in the management there's apparently 22,000 people that work in Mara's Arch that's why there's seven coffee shops multiple restaurants clothing chains there's Woolies I think that's why it's so well, that's why it's such a good um, location. Location, yeah. yeah. Plus we're street facing, yeah, was, which is very nice. I was nice. just going to say, yeah. And if you're street facing, what's nice about that for restaurants is you have the option to have seating outside. It's Mauro's Arch. I'd say our clientele goes to Europe or Israel or up marketplaces quite often and they want to sit on the street and they want to be seen. And I think that's why the street facing restaurant works so well. Yeah. So before it was just a coffee shop. It yeah. wasn't a restaurant. Mm -mm. Okay. So how did you, um, I mean, what made you decide to get into the, into the coffee slash restaurant uh, game? So I studied drafting. I used to be a draftsman. And after my studies, it took me about eight months to find work. It was, I think, in 2010. There was the whole sad story of the big recession and blah, blah, blah eventually got work in drafting and after four years of doing drafting my boss at the time we i say we we had a project down in pe i was still living in bloom we had a big project in pe the the sales rep pitched his sale to the other company we tendered we got the job the engineer and myself we had to come out come up with with a solution for, for the problem and everyone got their salaries and the sales rep got his percentage and the owner took all the money and built himself a house in the vault. 
and and I think that's when it snapped. It was like, I want to be that guy. Yeah. Not necessarily with a house in the vault. Yeah. But I want to be that guy. He's nowhere to be seen. Everyone works, and he just kinds of kind of like, he he's he's investing. So I didn't yeah. know about. Do you feel like you're that guy? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Work in progress. Work in progress, yeah. That's for sure. I mean, the company was also six or eight years old at, at the time. But still, you know, it's like, I know it didn't happen overnight for him, but... Yeah. Oh, well, you're going to start somewhere. You're yeah, gonna, something and you, and you're not going to do that by working for someone else. No, you're not going to be doing that for working by working for the man. It's just not yeah. going to happen. You're going to have to go out, take a risk, and yeah. just give it everything you got, I guess. And then hopefully... You'll get to build a house in the vol, which I haven't done yet, but yeah, there's still yet. time. There's still time. Yes. Yeah. Almost there. And what's uh, in the coffee shop? How did I mean wh- oh, when you when you decided oh, yes. okay, you know that's not me? <laughs> yes. How did you? Then I moved up to Joburg. Um, I was working for a brand new company. They promised me everything. I could go to America. I can go to Israel. I can do this. I can work from home. Blah blah blah. And didn't work out, uh, left that job. I was engaged for maybe two months, three months. And I told my fiance that I'm gonna make coffee. Okay. I know some guys. <laughs> I'll take two shakers with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make coffee and I'm gonna open a restaurant or a coffee shop in two years. And she said, okay, cool, you've got two years. And I had friends who worked at Woolworths and um, they got me a barista job at Bluebird. All right. So for me as a young white guy working as a barista in Woolies, it kind of seems out of place. It's weird, it, it didn't look normal. And the previous owner of the grind walked past and he saw me and somehow got my number, gave me a call the next day and he said, listen, I just opened up a shop across the road in Maros. Um, I've got this product, it's trending and JLo reposted and it all sounded great. And I sat down, I remember we sat down outside um, where the three chairs are, yes. where the bicycles are all parked. Yes. And I told this guy, like, listen, I want to own a coffee shop in two years. I'm giving myself two years and I need to learn everything. I need to learn everything. And he just kind of said, cool, stick with me. I'll yeah. show you what to do. And two and a half years later, I had an opportunity to buy him out and I bought him out. Okay, great. Yeah. And why why was he selling? He was selling different, another business venture. So he he was developing a product um, for those two years, the same time he opened the coffee shop and this product kind of took off and it became a thing and it was an international hit and he only had production in South Africa. So he started traveling and looking for production elsewhere and didn't have time for his coffee shop, so I said, sweet. Yeah, nice, I'm I'll here. take it, yeah. Cool, thank you. So you had been working there for a while before, so you had an idea yeah. of what the, what the business was like. You yeah? absolutely nothing. I promise you, I didn't know anything about coffee. Mm. And Did you, I don't, like, because I don't know this either, were you passionate about coffee before? Or was it just a hipster coffee thing? It was a thing where I saw, I read about, and I don't read, so for me to read anything... <laughs> I read about like how to how to find opportunity and how to how to make the right choice like how to choose your business correctly for you and it seemed like there was a third wave of coffee coming through 
and it passed America years ago and we are in my opinion five to ten years behind on everything and it was time so it was that time coffee shops were popping up people were were people were getting educated they started knowing about specialty coffee maybe haven't tasted it but they've heard of it they know of it and it seemed like the next big thing and that's why I went for for coffee it wasn't yeah, really sure. I mean I grew up drinking normal like instant coffee, coffee yeah, and an <laughs> Afrikaans held ho- coffee household ice. yeah coffee ice smooth yeah. coffee yeah. that stuff <laughs> and um, yeah I, I mean I wasn't even allowed to make milk for the first six months I was only allowed to pull the shots I had to grind the coffee weigh the coffee tamp clean purge go time like oh, right. it was a whole process just and then the previous owner definitely gave me the freedom to start experiencing outside of our coffee shop or his my coffee shop now yeah what other people were doing how how roasting works um different flavor profiles where coffee comes from just every single detail that i could learn about coffee and that's when i realized it's it's for some people it's an art for me it's just a science it's yeah. an exact science. Certain regions will give you certain coffee and certain recipes will give you certain coffee. Right. And there's flavor profiles, there's a flavor wheel. It doesn't really go out of, a, like above the flavor wheel. That's it. Certain certain things will give you certain results. Okay. And yeah. It's so you've learned that across <clears throat> over the last couple of years. Yes. Yeah. So then how far, how, how far back are we going in terms of, when you took over or when you bought the guy this out? was September 2008 yeah last year was 2009 so September 2008 mm-hmm. yes 2018 you mean 2018 I was just about <laughs> <laughs> so 2008 and then either expand and open another coffee shop, like another branch of the grind, or open the restaurant. Okay. And the restaurant opening was was an easy was an easy choice. While I was still the manager at the shop, people kept on asking the previous guy, please get some food. Like mm. we want a kitchen, we wanna sit here, we wanna eat here, we wanna they basically wanna live there. And trust me, there's people that basically live there. And the brand was established it was a healthy it was a healthy brand it was it was new it was trendy trendy and it definitely it was an health aspect was what drew people to the coffee shop with the small food offering we had and through friends of friends i met claire and um i think i gave you guys a call in december 2018 2018 did i then buy 2017 <laughs> I don't know. Sometime don't a know. year later, a year later, I met Claire and um, we went to their restaurant. We saw their food, and we looked at their numbers, and it just it seemed like that's that's what we need. This is what the grind needs. There's nothing like this in Maro's Arch, and yeah, that's that's where the food came in. Okay. Yeah. So when you say there was nothing else like that in in Maro's Arch, it was. There was no other healthy food options. Okay, healthy food options. I mean, especially especially vegan and vegetarian. Right. I mean, everyone started recently adding a vegan section to their menu or or, or vegetarian section to their menu. 
think healthy, the only other healthy brand there was Kwai. And right. let's be honest, whoever drinks Kwai coffee, yeah, you can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, it's and they, just, they still don't, and they also they still don't have any vegan options. They really? still will. You always have to go there and take something out. So Even can the I? Smoothies. You, the smoothies, but like any wraps and stuff, you have to ask, please don't put this on, please leave this out, please leave, you know, they're still very far behind, hmm. which is which is weird since they've got such well, a massive... Well, it's great for you guys. Such a massive... Yeah. 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 Works for us. Yeah. So if I understand correctly, you had a restaurant, you got a restaurant that's, yes. that you joined up with a grind? Yes. Is that yeah, correct? it's a small cafe um, and... Like we were saying earlier, location is obviously very, very important. Um, our location is a destination. It's not convenient mm. at all. You have to go out of your way to get to our cafe. It's in a building. It's in a, a block of apartment block, uh, apartment and hotels. Okay. So it's not convenient. And our feet, our foot traffic is not huge, but our product's good. And we have our regulars that come all the time. And that's kind of what keeps us going. But I saw an opportunity to sort of share the food with a much larger um, footfall. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you still got that. That's still that, going. That one's still going in the background. Um, okay. Yeah, but much smaller numbers, much more boutique. Mm. But but cool and a great place to experiment as well, and then to sort of come up with new things to pass on to the grind. So it's almost yeah. like a test kitchen, you know, um, it can be more of a creative space where the grind's too busy to create all the time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because I was going to ask, so did you just like take your menu from exactly. there and just go across to the grind? Copy, paste, and then, um, you know, some of the customers at the grind were upset because they lost <laughs> some of their favorite food items. Mm-hmm. So we put some of the grinds food back on to the the menu, kind of yeah, push the two together, and it it works. The people that were stuck on their choices still have those, but they can you know they can experience a whole lot more. Yeah, the other restaurant that you got, yes, or a cafe or restaurant. it's a cafe, cafe uh, yeah. yeah. Um, is that purely vegan, plant based kind of stuff, or is it? So originally it was purely vegan. Um, however, I had to come to a compromise with my landlord because there are residents that live there and you know people that are booking into the hotel that aren't necessarily vegan. He asked me to just put a few options on for them. Okay. So there are chicken, some chicken options and um, some salmon, but nothing else. Okay. So no red meat, no pork, none of that yeah. stuff, and that was purely to compromise. Yeah. And then on your menu, exactly the exactly same. Exactly the same. Yeah, exactly okay. the same. There are some yeah. people who you know they want to come with their friends, but their friends are not wanting to eat vegan food mm. for their own reasons. Um, so you don't want to lose a whole group of people because you're not catering to one person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think what makes it so kind of unique compared to other restaurants, there are other vegan restaurants out there, but I'd say they they almost they either do. And like not anti-vegan, like the opposite of vegan food. Like you'll yeah. get steakhouses or or chicken chain restaurants or stuff like that. Or you'll get a restaurant that says, "Cool, we only do vegan. You can't bring your non-vegan friends here." Where this is a very good balance between. There's a lot of vegan options, and you have a good amount of vegetarian options, and then there's 
enough chicken and salmon options for your non-vegan friends. Yeah. And then another thing that adds to this restaurant is you'll go to a restaurant and you'll, let's say it's an Italian restaurant. You'll love their, their pizzas, their pastas, you'll love the Italian food, but your palate is not used to an Italian espresso, okay? So now you've got specialty coffee, you've got food for, for your non-vegans and vegans. So there's a very good balance. And what makes it a little bit easier for us, I think, is the, the, the menu was created in such a way, and, and Claire came up with the menu, is most of the food items are the same. We literally just added salmon or chicken or eggs or a different cheese than the vegan cheese. So it's, okay. it's almost the same thing. The one's just a vegan option and the one's not a vegan yeah. option. So, I mean, in terms of, you know, managing the kitchen and you know, the ingredients and all that kind of stuff, it's mm. just simple to it's create very those simple, dishes. Yeah, and it adds to speed, it adds to mm. consistency because it's basically the same thing, just... The one has vegan ingredients and the other one doesn't. Oh, that's cool, man. Eh? Yeah. That's great. And then, um, like you were saying, those 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 items that uh, some of the regulars were upset that were taken off, what kind of what kind of <laughs> dishes were those? The famous acai bowl. So um, the, the coffee shop originally was very Australian influenced. Um, the previous owner did live in Australia for a couple of years. That's where he got his coffee training. That's where he got into restaurants. And when he came back to, to South Africa, he saw that there's, there's nothing like that in this country. So that's when he saw the opportunity to open an Australian-styled cafe, right. like a coffee shop. And one of the things was um, acai bowls was quite, were quite big in Australia um, a couple of years ago. And it's a, it's a superfood. It's a berry from Brazil. And um, we get in a puree here and we mix it with frozen berries and it's topped with um, a granola and some fresh fruits. And because we only had, I think we had three smoothie bowls, three different oats, and what we call a pawpaw boat, which is half a pawpaw, yogurt, granola, and honey. What else do we have? And Avocado. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was also, it was also what was it? a lot of puns. Everything was a pun. Yeah, we, had, <laughs> we had the normal smashed avo, and that was it. Yeah. Like, and there was four smoothies. And that was your food options. And when we took away the... The acai bowl, you know, people just lost their shit. They were very upset, like very, very upset. upset yeah. yeah, no, they were very upset. But even yeah. the the avo, you know, your ver the old version of the avo versus the new. I mean, a new one is so much nicer. It really is. It's like it's the same thing, but just with extra ingredients. Like yes. we're giving you more, and people were so upset. Like also, they wanted the basic option. So we'd still give them the option to order that, even mm. though it's not on the menu, just to retain them like, as yeah. customers. Creatures of habit. Yeah. Like they come in, they want the same thing, the same time of day, on the same seat. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, well, as long as they keep on coming back, that's great. Yeah. No, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. And then Claire, your your sort of um, entry into the restaurant sort of business. I mean, is that something you've always been into? Um, so I've always been passionate about food and cooking. Um, we still had home economics in school when yeah. I was there and I loved it. And, you know, I was a little teacher's pet and I knew that it was my passion. But um, my family were very against me going to culinary school. They thought it was uh, for dumb people, <laughs> which it isn't. Um, they're just very old school in their thinking. 
and um, yeah, I went to study law and politics. Oh wow! And I did oh. my undergrad, and then <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Yeah, I was supposed to do my LLB and then I um, I applied, I got accepted and then I actually declined and I went to go work on a ship um, and I, I travelled a bit and I got some influence and, and I came back to to Joburg and I was working in an office job but I was never really happy doing that. Mm. Um, so I started a little juice bar and that kind of just progressed into into the food industry because it's only natural that like you've added food to your coffee shop Food was always going to come into the picture, and I just love it. And people always ask me this question: How you know? How did it start? I don't know where. Or I just I dream, eat, sleep. Everything is about food and and menu creation. And I wish I could turn it off sometimes, <laughs> but I can't. It doesn't stop. Um, you know, I'll just browse a food magazine for hours. The same, even the same magazine. I could yeah. look at it. It's it's hard to explain, but I think everyone has their thing. Yeah. Sure. And um, and that's mine. And I'm trying to expand and share my ideas as much as I can. Yeah. So how long have you been doing the restaurant thing now? Uh, I've had the cafe for three years. And before that, I had a juice bar for about a pop-up juice bar for about two years. And then a proper uh, brick and water juice bar for a year. Uh, so I would say probably like five, six, seven years in total. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And then when you started the cafe, I mean, did you... Go straight to the vegetarian, vegan yes. kind of thing. Are you a vegan yourself? Yes. Just simply because there was, even with the, the juice bar before that, it was called a cold-pressed juice bar. There was no cold-pressed juice bar. No one was doing that. So I kind okay. of saw a gap. And then with the cafe, no one else was doing that yet. Um, so again, a gap. And now everybody's doing it. So you you have to stay ahead of, of trends the, yeah, the all the time. Man. Because now there's, you know, everyone's got vegan options now we need to think of. The next thing, and we will. So you've got to push those boundaries, but that's the fun part. Yeah, sure. Is um, evolving, and people copy you, and they'll steal your ideas and steal your. And it, it competition is healthy mm. because it just pushes you to think of something else. Yeah, and take it as a compliment and you steal your 100%, stuff. Hundred eh? percent. Yeah. Like a, you know, I always yeah. do. And I'm happy for them, and we'll we'll be better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, we'll be better. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. always like thanks for tasting it. Now we know what, how to execute yes, it. Better. I'm glad you love it so much. <laughs> <Yes>. so. <laughs> it's like a competition moving down to Cape Town. Please go to Cape Town. <laughs> tell me what it's like, like. What mistakes you made, and then we'll go show you how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how long have you had the restaurant um, portion to your coffee shop? It's now August. Opened it was first, first of August, August last okay. year. So it's oh, wow. new. It's actually new. Yes, a lot of people are saying we haven't been advertising. Um, I don't want it to sound almost cocky, but we didn't have to advertise. We had such a big clientele, like a regular client base. Already. Yes, that yeah. almost adding to, to it would would be too much. Like, for instance, today was the first day yeah. where we had to tell people, sorry, there's no tables. Literally, it's not like I can go and get you another table from... A, a different room, restaurant yeah. or somewhere else there's there's no the space. space yeah all the seats are taken especially the workspace it just filled up immediately yeah. i think we've reached our uh, we've reached our peak for weekday trade mm. we i don't think we could seat any more people physically um mm. so yeah that's why i guess we haven't advertised but our weekend trade we that's our focus now yeah because sure. that's where we're falling short yeah 
But although I must admit, when I popped in there the other day, mm. I mean, in my mind, it seemed busy. Yes. But I mean, I don't know what good busy is in the in that industry. Mm. But I mean, if I if I was to compare it to some other places that I would go to for breakfast or whatever, mm. pretty much, mm. you know, I thought it was. Busy. busy. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you you then inform me. No, 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 it's very quiet today. <laughs> yeah, I can take a seat and have a chat. Yes. Um, so we're trying new things for weekends. Um, Claire hosted the first um, honest yoga. Yes. That we was when was that? About two weekends ago. Two weekends ago. Yeah. So we're gonna do yoga once a month. Yes. Okay. So just doing. Tell me more about that. About the yoga. So we did a um a yoga class followed by a workshop where you could create your vision boards for 2020 and a bit of meditation. So kind of trying to draw that crowd into our space. It's a very corporate space. You know that's why we're so busy during the week. It's a lot of people with their laptops and. We kind of, on, on the weekends, we want to create a relaxing environment. There are other things that you can come here for. Sure. So that was one of them. And then we all had champagne and ate breakfast together, which was amazing. Mm. And then we're doing the coffee. Mm, last weekend, yes. we had um, a coffee event where there's obviously different methods of homebrewing. And the guys from Father are helping us giving classes to a bunch of our regulars. Um, the first class was on AeroPress. Right. So I'd say like the first homebrewing method everyone goes and buys is a French press. Mm. Um, but I wanted to see if I could get some some coffee geeks into into the restaurant. And our, our first event, we had 15 people. I, I thought maybe four or five will come. Yeah. But yeah, I was very happy. 15 people showed up for the coffee class. And um, the guys basically took you through every single step on how to perfect your AeroPress at home. So they went very Damn, like, I should have been there, man. deep, deep <laughs> detail, um, giving you like a, a page to troubleshoot. If your coffee is tasting this way, you need to go back to these steps and change this. If your coffee is tasting this way, go back to these, these steps and change grind yeah. sizes or recipes or ratios or just, just like just where you get your coffee from mm. and they also started kind of at the beginning what is specialty coffee what does it mean um so the there's next also one, education around mm. yes definitely around, yeah, which but is great because i mean you know, it's in a way it's like you're growing i mean you're growing the industry yes. you're not just selling coffee no you're educating your customers about coffee exactly yeah so the next one will be end of march and then we'll do the french press um, we'll be changing some things for the French press that we've learned from the previous class. What the guys were asking is they want to bring their equipment and they want to do like a practical with us to show oh. them exactly on their own equipment how yeah, it works. How so it, when yeah. they go home, they they know exactly and they feel confident in their own equipment. Yeah. Which was, okay, cool, yeah, that makes sense. I think it might take a longer time. Yeah. You know, if you've got 15 people and you have to go I to everyone. I think you might have a little bit more than 15 people next time. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a small entrance fee and it basically just covers your, because we give a, a bag of coffee that we feature per class. So it will either be the blend or single origin that's best suited for this method. And then the guys will explain to you why this coffee from this region with this flavor is suited for a certain method of coffee. So the small entrance fee is just to cover your bag that we give that you can take with. So when you go home, 
you you can you can play. You've got the coffee, we sell the equipment, you can mm. get everything there, we'll show you how to do it. So the next morning when you go home and you wake up and you start grinding, like you know you can kind of feel confident and okay, I've got an idea of what to do. Yeah. And sure. then start enjoying the ritual yeah, of, your, of coffee, yeah, yeah. your coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So just um so you sell coffee beans? Yes. We uh, you sell the equipment as well, you said? Or we, is that for specifically for that event? For now specifically per event. Yeah. Um I don't think we want to take on a big stock holding of equipment because I'm yeah. like I've told you a little bit earlier. <laughs> um a guy came to me wants to buy a hand grinder for four thousand Rand. So yeah. I don't want to sit with forty thousand Rand just in hand grinders. Yeah, sure. So I'm gonna keep the stock small and per event yeah so we'll we'll get all the equipment that you need per coffee method yeah what if you could maybe team up with someone that supplies it yeah and then have like almost like an affiliate marketing kind of setup mm. where you, you know the people that buy and use your code mm. i mean you get a bit of a kickback and they get a bit of a discount or something so that's what i do with my roasters. Oh, so they okay. actually supply and they, oh, right. they host the class <laughs> Because okay, I'll leave who, the business stuff up who, to you. Who okay. knows better than the roaster? So yeah. I leave all the the technical stuff to the roaster. Okay. And um, they also bring the equipment. They sell the equipment through me. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, that's cool. So it works that way. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Just going back to the yoga. Do you hold the event there at the at the coffee shop? Yes. We in did the it in the <laughs> corridor between the boardrooms. Okay. It was tight, but it was <laughs> it worked. We wanted yeah. a we wanted to host it at uh, at the park, the um, Ethel Grey Park. Okay. But we didn't know that you had to get permission, permission. to do so. Like we mm. thought, even if let's say ten people wanted to go hang out at the park, you don't have to get permission. permission if yeah. I want to go do yoga in the morning at the park. But apparently, because it's an advertised event, oh, right. we didn't know that. Mm. So we we last minute changed it to the restaurant, and I think it rained that day, so it actually yeah, it worked out, it better, worked yeah. out fine. Yeah, um, mm, it was great. It was so, great. how many people did you have for that? I think we had fourteen. Okay, we couldn't have fit anymore, so yeah, sure. I'm glad. Um, and it was also it was ninety percent of ladies that had never been to the grind before, so that was great. So it was That's just. Awesome. Some more customers, and I think I've seen I've seen a couple of them back there since. Nice. So it's just also a marketing thing, yeah, a marketing yeah, process. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Mm. I think That's a bit more organic than posting on Instagram. Hey, we've got a restaurant, or posting yeah. on Facebook. Hey, we've got a yeah. restaurant, or taking out a billboard or whatever, yeah. is to get the people to come in, experience their interest, and experience the space, mm. and then tell their friends and organically grow a different or a bigger audience well that's the mark uh, word of mouth is the best marketing uh, exactly. yeah. i had a great exactly. experience there you know you should go yeah mm. absolutely well i mean i'll definitely be back because the breakfast was what outstanding uh, i had the poached eggs with salmon nice did you bring a vegan friend no oh, remember okay. i brought oleg yeah. with me yeah <laughs> 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 yeah um yeah, I mean, you would think, like, you know, breakfast is easy to make, you think, right? Mm, but, I, I mean, know. there's some places I've been to, you've uh, have a mediocre breakfast, and other places you have a really nice breakfast. Yeah, I think what Claire told me about that is is um, the quality. Like, your yeah. your product needs to be premium. 
Um, so she she came up with a lot of suppliers that she previously well that she used in her other restaurant and like the bakery. Yeah, the bread good. is good. The bread it uh, needs yeah. to be fresh. Mm. Um, the eggs like there's a difference between fresh eggs and old eggs, especially if yeah. you poach it. Okay, there's a difference. You you would know more than yeah. I would. And it's small things, like I won't mention the name of the restaurant that I went to the other day for breakfast, and they happen to be a bakery as well. Their bread was so, it was so awful, and that's such an integral part of any breakfast is yeah. good bread. Yeah. And then it's also small things like um, spinach. So you had spinach with your breakfast, I think. Oh, no, 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 you didn't. No, you didn't, didn't have that. Uh, you had the other one. If you're going to like serve sautéed spinach on on toast, use baby spinach. It is more expensive, but it makes such a difference to like chunky, heavy. Yes. You know, it's small things that make such a big difference. Yeah. And um, you might have to spend a little bit more. Our bread is more expensive than mm. other places. Our, you know, everything is, we choose better ingredients, but you can taste it. Yeah. 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 I think that's why people also come back. We get a lot of compliments on, on the food. Mm. Definitely a lot of compliments on the food and the portions. Um, I think it's a little bit easier to give bigger portions if most of it is is fruit and veg. So yes. if, if most of your meals are vegan and vegetarian, you kind of cut the expensive meats mm. and the expensive cheeses and yeah. stuff like that. So instead of taking those margins... We we rather give bigger portions. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Hoping that people would come back because they enjoyed the portions and they enjoyed the amount and the quality, mm. in, and then then going, hope like going and selling massive numbers, but it was shit. Yeah, we'd rather yeah. keep the quality there and serve to the people that um, appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. They will come back. Yeah, absolutely. they will come back. Yeah. And so, I mean, you answered my uh, one question I was going to ask was like, okay, what was the reception to to you adding mm. the food to the menu? But like you're saying now that that you're getting to a point where you didn't have any more tables left. Yes. Yeah. So it's and it, it's not it's it's also the workspace. It's the extra workspace. It's the extra boardrooms. Yeah. Um, I think it's what it's what Nauru's kind of needed. They they needed. People love doing their presentations outside of office. And it's something that completely just flew over my head. I didn't think of it. And that was Claire's idea. And she said, we should, we should put these boardrooms in. And my initial thoughts like, but these people have boardrooms. Yeah. So I forgot what it was like sitting at a desk <laughs> every single day, looking at your laptop, looking at your emails, yeah. listening to your boss. I, I completely forgot what it was like. And then you see how many people want to do their presentation outside of the office um another guy that we're doing a thing with uh spilly yes so spilly was on your show yeah so he's he's hosting his first business Rock. bikes and breakfast yeah. yeah um at the grind and he's going to host 16 people in the boardroom um we've got the coffee we've got the food we've got the boardroom we organize them their parking um i'm also going to give them a little bit of and it's again what we do in the restaurant it's those little things so we're going to add two little goodies for them that they'll see on the day yeah um which i doubt they've they've received at their previous venues and maybe the next guys will copy and also add it which i'm 
I'm yeah. hoping, because it will add to his business. Yeah. And what I like about his idea is he's going to bring people, 16 people to the restaurant that all own businesses and they're going to experience the boardrooms. Yes. And we're hoping that they would come back. Yeah. Because they've seen it, they've experienced it, they've had meetings there. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Mr. Murder, I mean, some, some years ago when I still had ADSL at home, um, Telcom was used to, mm. you know, when it rained, all of a sudden my ADSL wasn't working and I I've often had to do some work after hours because the kind of work that I do, I've got some um, customers in Canada, so generally helping them mm. between, say, six and eight in the evening. And then I'd have to go to the Mug and Bean. Mm. And I actually enjoyed working because I can go there, I can order some coffee, oh. Feel like having something to eat. Then we have something to eat, and I mean, I'm sure that's what you're experiencing there. Is that the people that are like the business people? Yes, are enjoying coming to work in a space there where, you know, they can do their thing, and it's also networking. Like I think, and Spilly only told me the other day that's like the main selling point for WeWork. Yes. I thought they just provide space, but their selling point is that they sell network. Yeah, that you can network there, and how many jobs has our graphic designer picked up oh, yeah. sitting there oh really mm. so our graphic designer is a is a good friend of mine and he he just starts having a chat with whoever's sitting next to him and then he designs logos and videos for its law firms and property agents and property developers and then it's this person and then it's a doctor and then it's something for like everywhere like I, I almost say like all the work that he gets like probably 80% of it comes from people sitting next to him people oh, that wow. he meets there and should I say it's it's also a very uh, it's a very Jewish area yeah. so they they work within themselves yeah. like that's that's how yeah, they yeah that's how they work yeah. that's how they work yeah. and he kind of worked himself into, into this Jewish community. community. Yeah. I'm sure they into think he's Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. probably do think he's Jewish. Um, and it's it's definitely the networking. Like, um, if if someone comes into a restaurant and they say, hey, Brian, I'm having this issue, like, they, they come and talk to us. Yeah. It's, it's almost like CM Delon, I guess. <laughs> and they would say, like, I'm having issues with security at my company. It's like, hey, wait, I've got someone. Here's a yeah. number, send it. Yeah. There you go. Or um, I've just started a new business. That kind of happens quite often. A lot of people start a business and they leave their office and they go and sit and they work there. Or they're financial planners or this or that. And I need a website. Like, oh, I know a guy. Here you go. He's sitting right over there. So, I mean, one of our, I wouldn't say competition, but another specialty coffee shop, um, the owner is is relocating and he's using my coffee shop as his office and he walks to the to the point of sale at the toll and he's he sees this little card he's like oh what is this i'm like oh the lady who developed this is sitting right behind you you can just go and talk to her and and she'll explain to you everything so she gets another shop he gets another service yeah it, it kind of happens that's quite great often. i didn't even think about that so Great for networking as well. Mm, definitely Perfect, great yeah. for networking, yeah. yeah. So you, how many boardrooms have you got there? Three. At the moment? Three. Got three. Three. And what sort of capacities in each uh, one? Six each. Um, the two bigger ones we can open. I mean, we've had 40 people in there, <laughs> which was a disaster. 
Someone insisted that she needed 40 people to sit in there and we tried to convince her otherwise. Yeah. But we fit 40 people yeah. in there. Okay. Um, but comfortably, 20 yeah. is the capacity. Because an air conditioner can only do so much in a, yeah. <laughs> in a small space. Mm. Yeah. And then, like, do you, what sort of facilities do you have? Do you have, like, a, There's a, like smart, a smart TV, uh, okay. HDMI. So people Wi-Fi can present. And yeah. And yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you need anything specific, we'll make sure we can get it for you. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Within and reason. And, like, what sort of rates to, to hire the uh, conference room out? Uh, so it's 4.50 an hour. Um <coughs> But so let me word it like this: Your minimum spend on food needs to be four fifty okay. for the hour, yeah. and then it's free. Okay. Um, if you're going to go in there and not spend then anything at the restaurant, you're going to be charged for the space. Okay. Yeah, I think it's very fair, and yeah, most people fair. do. They they Absolutely. they they use their spend. Um, they don't actually pay, but of course, it helps our turnover. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we want you to come back. Um, we don't want to charge you a fortune per hour. And then you go and say like, wow, that's expensive. Yeah. That was really expensive. I don't know if we can do another session there. Mm. We'd rather keep the price low, but we want to encourage you to, to spend. Yeah. So like 450 an hour. I think we're the cheapest from Maros to Rosebank. I think in Rosebank, there's a place for 650 an hour and it's 650 an hour. It doesn't matter if you spend 20,000 Rand on food, you're going to pay 650 Rand for the hour anyway. Yeah. So yeah, exactly, yeah. we just need to be a little bit more competitive, and I think I think that's that's what's helping up, uh, well, helping out keeping the boardrooms full. Plus, it also like people kind of want to sit in there. Mm. Um, they want to take their phone calls in there, and they want to go do their Skype calls in in, in the boardrooms instead of at their work desk because they want yeah. the privacy. And I think we put a small price on on the privacy. Yeah. And then, like, if people want to use that facility, and I mean, if they want to guarantee that they're going to have the, you know, that it's going to be available for them, is there some way that they book for it, or how do you? Yeah, you can email Claire. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we, before everyone was taking bookings, everyone downstairs was taking bookings, and we needed to streamline it so they can email me. Yeah, sure. Directly, yeah. and one person is responsible for unhappy customers if they are unhappy because they were double booked or whatever. Mm. It's better for one person to handle it. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Are they busy? The boardrooms? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One's one is currently being rented out for the month. Yeah, oh, wow. someone booked it. For, actually, Spelly booked it for the month. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just he walked in, he saw the boardrooms, and he's like, "Brian, I left. We work." Yeah, I um, saw. I saw on Instagram. He said, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and he said, like, I want this boardroom for at least a month. That's sweet. Here's the price, but it doesn't include any any food. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and one of our other customers wants it for 12 months from April. Yes, what? so from yeah. April, one boardroom's out. He's so. there every day anyway. So it's like, let me just bring my 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 colleagues and let's take a boardroom. And it's it's more affordable than what you're going to pay for a workspace. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's mm. probably cheaper else. than exactly. renting an office So we're going to need to build some more rooms well, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know where. <laughs> so while talking about that, I mean, we were talking earlier on about uh, the, the, the cycle shop that's mm. in the same space. Just explain what the deal is there. <laughs> so our partner owns the bicycle shop as oh, well right. so he he's renting from Mauro's at Hall Space and then we are 
subletting, sub-letting from, from the him. bicycle shop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was a great idea when the when the re- when the coffee shop opened. Um, it was a cool idea that there's a little coffee shop inside a very like high end premium bicycle brand, and obviously the the coffee shop was bicycle themed, and they they did do a lot of they did go through a lot of effort of making the cyclists feel welcome because there were showers upstairs there's still showers upstairs so you the idea was you meet at the shop you get a coffee you go on your ride you come back you take a shower and you go to work mm. um but i think over times like the other coffee shops caught on and they they got the idea and then I'd say most of the, the the main coffee shops started facilitating bicycle parking and b- small breakfast for the cyclists, and the other shops were just more conveniently located on the main routes. Right, that makes sense. There's not a lot of routes leaving Marrow's Arch, but if you start in in London, you're close to Northcliffe to climb the hill, and if you're in Four Ways, you're closer to the Cradle. In Mara's Arch, you bang center, just in north of, of Joburg Central. Yeah, you. I mean, it's it's almost dangerous for them. Yeah. The cyclists that are there on a Saturday morning, where are yes. they from? <coughs> the turtles. Where do Actually, they travel? Where do they? Because they're every no they're there idea. every Saturday. I have no idea. I've tried to convince him to get motorbikes, but they don't want to. <laughs> mm. They're just not into it. Um, actually, I don't know where they go. They go through the great that. James and Ethel Gray oh, okay. Park, but from there, yeah, you don't know where they come from. You don't know where they go. Yeah, all yeah. I know is they park their cars in our parking. They leave for two hours. They come <laughs> back, and they all sit there and they unzip their spandex, yeah. whatever, and they sit there and they're sweaty. And I don't know how that's a vibe, but it's a vibe. Yeah, yeah. And they're sitting in the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah they sit so in the coffee fun. shop. As long as they, they have breakfast, as long as, yeah. they're, as, long as they're buying, buying a, as long as they're cool. spending, they need to do what they need to do. <laughs> Because uh, it seems like bicycles and coffee shops seem to yeah. come together. Because uh, you know, Yield is just down the road here in Linden. Mm-hmm. I mean, they open at. Geez, when I'm coming back from gym at like five o'clock in the morning, they're open already. What? Yeah. Damn. But it's a small little shop. Do you know Yield? I've seen it. Isn't that yeah. where our architect's office is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we've seen yes. it. Yeah. So we need to talk to our staff. They need to be there at five. <laughs> From tomorrow. Yeah. From tomorrow. <laughs> Send a message now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So um, yeah. So it seems like the cyclists and the coffee shop seem to go together. Yeah. So you've also got that vibe going on there. Yes. I think the the brand changed. The the cycling shops brand changed. So I don't know. What, what if their mission or their vision or whatever also changed but um, we've been trying to get them to, to get the cyclists back mm. and they need to get the cyclists back if they don't I've already started getting um, we're doing a motorbike run on Sunday this Sunday no, what the other, no next Sunday the, the 16th next Sunday. or the 15th yeah. Is um, that the social, the yes, Brob social? Yeah. the Brob social. So I'm trying to get those business guys and those motorcyclists to start their, their weekends at, at the grind coffee, yeah. and then go out to the cradle or and go I mean, to Cullinan. Like or just a, across the road there for, exactly. for the bikes. All the bike parking yeah. is across the road. So yeah. it's very easy for them to come in and um, hoping, that, hoping that it catches on. Yeah. yeah. Nice parking for bikes across the road yeah. there. There's, There's breakfast. great breakfast and all that kind There's of stuff. Coffee. I think, yeah. 
And yeah, it's it's close <coughs> to. And I mean, it's nice and central because it was close to the highway. I saw, I saw on your website, um, like uh, if people are ordering from the coffee shop in terms of deliveries within Melrose. Yes, the the that. previous owner had a great idea where he's he got a, f- a WhatsApp phone, and um, so the idea is that it's a drive-through because we we street facing. Um, you WhatsApp us. You send your order. Hey, my name is Andrew. Mm-hmm. I want a Gibraltar takeaway. I'll be there in five minutes. I've got a black Porsche 911. That's mm-hmm. the most I common one. Yeah. yeah. And um, you send your order, and I've got Frank. Frank's my gentle giant. So Frank will take your coffee to you. You you just double park in the street. Is that the security guard? That's the security yeah, guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you just double park in the street. There's a zapper code on the receipt you scan you go and the next morning you can just say my usual please oh nice you've got your name you've got your number frank just needs to see you once and he'll know who you are it works very very well um i'd say we do between 80 to 150 orders on that whatsapp in the morning alone wow of of um housewives dropping off the kids Oh. People on their way to the office in Morrow, so they stop to get their coffee. They go downstairs to the basement, they park, and they just walk up. Yeah. Or if you want and you work or live in Morrow's Arch, we do deliver in the precinct. And then since Claire joined and we got the restaurant, we're also on Uber Eats and Mr. D. Okay. So yeah, there's also that option. Mm. Um, but we've had so like such great support. Um, there's a couple of businesses that order religiously every single day. Wow. Every single day. I mean, um, Bacardi is a new one, and Bacardi will order lunch for between 7 and 14 people every single day. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's good. Great. Just, just talking about the coffee, this is something I've always wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Like with a coffee shop. Oh, don't. <laughs> yeah. Wrong person to ask. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, you were talking about you know, selecting coffee, what what coffees work well with different types of equipment and all mm. that kind of stuff. So like in a coffee shop, how, how do you decide what is, I mean, that is that what makes you decide what coffee to serve at the coffee shop? Because are you serving the same kind of coffee? We've been serving the same blend since the shop opened. So it's called the Rise and Grind blend. And it's very important that I say it's a seasonal blend. So if you think about it logically, you will never ever be able to make the same coffee forever. Yeah. I mean, a farm goes through crops like this. You'll have <laughs> a year's plantation to work through. Yeah. Um, so how we chose our blend, well, how the previous owner chose the blend is, if you, let's say, let's say I had to open a coffee shop in Pretoria. I wouldn't be serving the same coffee right? if I had to open it from scratch. Okay. Because people in, and I'm generalizing maybe, but people in Pretoria, their perception of what quality coffee is is completely different to someone coming from Edenvale. It's not different from someone to, who lives in Four Ways. Right. And trust me, it's different from someone who comes from Bloom. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it was it was made around what the people have experienced before in Maro's Arch, if that makes sense. So the customers or the clients are, let's say, like they're well-traveled. 
So they know if you give them a dark roast coffee, they'll say, Brian, this is shit. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got, we've got people who come in there every single day. I got a new barista. When did he start? To December. December. And they didn't see, his, they didn't see there's a new guy behind the machine, but they knew there was something different. Different. Wow. Like they, they could pick up, Brian, your coffee is different. What have you changed? And I'd be the barista. And, mm-hmm. and that's it and um, I'd say you have to choose you're gonna have to choose according to your palate okay. like if Italians come into my shop and they ask for espresso I always ask them can I rather give you an Americano mm. because an Italian's perception of coffee what let's say an Afrikaans person would say is always the coffee must be strong which means it's bitter and it also goes straight to dark roast. Yeah. Where we serve medium roast. And so medium roast is completely different to yeah. a dark roast. And dark yeah. roast will give you that bitter, bitter taste, yeah. bitter taste, which is referred to as strong. Strong, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like for me, um, because I don't have sugar in my coffee, mm-hmm. I don't enjoy dark roast because, mm-hmm. because of that fact. Exactly. Bitter, yeah. So... You are almost like one step ahead of everyone who doesn't drink black coffee. Yeah. Because milk obviously influences the coffee completely. Yeah, so even some of the regulars, they will pick up from from season to season according to the different stock that the cows would get. <laughs> it will influence yeah. and it will change the milk and it yeah. will change my coffee. Yeah. Um, so you would be very like you would be able to pick up the difference between a Brazilian coffee and an Ethiopian coffee much easier, easier than someone who would be drinking it with milk because your Brazilian yeah. would be the classic chocolate and nuts profile mm. and your Ethiopian would be a medium to high acidity and it will have it will be either floral or fruity yeah so now you're talking my language because like <laughs> the Ethiopian you see <laughs> That's, that's what I'm saying. There, yeah. there, there's a structure. It's not. It's not that difficult to understand coffee. As soon as you've seen the flavor wheel, and as soon as as soon as someone has put an Ethiopian, a Colombian, and a Brazilian coffee in front of you, yeah, and you taste all three directly, like after after one, after one another, you will then know. Okay, cool. This is this is a Brazilian. This is a Colombian. This is Ethiopian. Yeah, and you will then go to shops and you will start looking, okay, cool. Looking for that, This yeah. is the brand that I'm looking for. Well, this is the yeah. region that I'm looking for, one. Mm. And let's say I give you coffee that's dark roast and I'll give you coffee that's almost like under roasted, like a light, mm. light roast. Um, I say, cool, here's a dark roast, here's a medium roast, here's a light roast. In the same, and, and to make it fair, we'll do it with, with the same region yeah. same batch i will just roast the same coffee but just differently, differently yeah you will immediately know what you like <laughs> mm. and that's what they've learned at the aeropress class as well because yeah. we we had the different grinds sizes out we had the different coffees out we had the different flavored like regions and they could taste okay cool and then they immediately know okay awesome i like this roast this region yeah. So that's more or less what I like. And then we give you uh, a bag of Colombian or a bag of Ethiopian or yeah. Rwanda or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it gets very technical. Yeah, you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just coffee, man. 
Science. It's like beer, man. Just, you can start talking about beer. You have the same, yeah. same conversation. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in terms, of, like, if you're making coffee at home, what would you? How would you make it? Let me just leave. No, no. I'm joking. So what happened? Why don't you drink coffee at home? <laughs> Why don't you drink no, coffee at all? No, I got it. I got it. I got the technical. I don't drink coffee at home. I drink hot beverages. Okay. Yes. Right. So You're I not saying what hot beverages <laughs> you drink. Coffee flavored hot beverages. No, I used to. So, well, up until December, I had instant coffee. Okay. Yeah, that was my Very hot beverage. Way. I also think so. Yeah. Like, I don't have 50,000 rand to spend on an espresso machine and a grinder yeah. all the With time. time. Plus, yeah. I know I'm going to a coffee shop, so I don't really worry <coughs> what yeah, I well, have for breakfast. I mean, you, you can you can pull into into your work, exactly. your office, and but I did I did buy an electric burr grinder, and I did buy an AeroPress, and I did buy a mocha pot, mm-hmm. no French press, and a mocha pot. So I've been I've been drinking home brewed coffee for the past month okay and um it's been going great that's good yeah okay i need and those classes <laughs> <laughs> and claire are you a, are you a coffee drinker or are you you know what i'm <laughs> i i'm not I, i've been to also i've been to training and whatever from a previous supplier um i and i kind of understand it but not to the extent that brian does I will have one cup of coffee a day, a day. and that's, I have a mocha pot at home as well. And, um, but for me, that's like a ritual. It's like a morning yeah. thing. It's almost like a self care thing. You know, that's why I like it because it's yeah. routine and you're really starting your day doing something cool and productive. So I, I do have one cup of coffee every day and that's mm. it. And not, not at the store either. Not because of, I just, I'm not a, as fanatical about it, about as, it yeah. as Brian is, but where I'll eat our food every single day. Yeah, you sure. Know, so yeah, because yeah. I mean, you—that's your, yeah. that's your vibe, man. Yes. Yeah. So, like for me, um, uh, I probably can sometimes drink up to ten cups of coffee a day. What? Mm. Yeah, but not—it's instant coffee. So hot um, beverages. Hot beverages. Yes. Okay. Is that <laughs> <laughs> but I do. Nescafe Gold Velvety. Ooh. That's oh, yeah, the one yeah. that I've liked. That's the one I went for. <laughs> no, well, because, but I mean, you talk about you talk about um, people changing the formula and whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember. It must have been about a year, maybe eighteen months ago. Mm-hmm. They changed the bottle. Yes. Of the um, Nescafe Gold. Yes. And then the Nescafe Gold that came in their bottle, like the first change, mm-hmm. I was like, no, there's something not right about this coffee. Mm. And then I found the velvety, which is actually what like the original one tasted yeah. like. Because I was like, I was busy to write, a, <laughs> go into social media, onto Twitter, and say something about <laughs> you guys changed the bottle and you changed the taste. I was very upset. But anyway, so I found I found velvety. So nice. I, I just deleted the tweet and <laughs> won my neck back in again. Yeah. So I mean, that's the coffee that I would drink during the day. But I mean, I do enjoy um, having let's say call it uh, artisan coffee mm. if you want to call it that um but it, i've i haven't got to the point now where i will you know i've got the equipment and yeah i haven't i haven't got into that yet but i do enjoy going to um you know like a coffee shop and, and getting a coffee yeah. so 
like like I found out of the sort of like the Starbucks and the Seattle and the other kind of thing, I know that if I go to Seattle, mm. I'm gonna get the coffee that I that I enjoy drinking. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's good. That I, would, I wouldn't say I'm a coffee snob, but I do say okay, I know where I know what coffee I enjoy to drink. Yes, it's so difficult to make it not to say any names. So I've got a, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a uh, name and shame. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Starbucks. The only reason I go to Starbucks is because my girls want something from Starbucks. Yeah, the frappes. Yeah. 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 Spice uh, pumpkin lattes. Yeah, something like that, yeah. What they, I can't even remember what they had the other day. It was, tasted pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's sugar. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, really interesting. Um, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to come back and navigate that menu. Yes. Mm. Even even the, the, the do the vegan the, side. Yeah, I'm going to. Because mm. I mean, you guys said you got the Beyond stuff as well. Yes, we actually got a new Beyond menu. Um, we see that everyone's everyone's got the Beyond Burger. Yeah. But they only have one version of it. Yeah. So was it last week Friday? <coughs> you made so they made five different mm. versions of the Beyond Burger. Yeah, which so is we are excited. We've got a Mexican Beyond, we've got Hawaiian Beyond, we've got a really? Big Mac Beyond. We've just beyonding it. Okay, that's great. <laughs> we sell beyond. so many of them, and I eat so many of them, and I'm bored of the original now. So okay. you know, I want I want something different. Yeah, so sure. I can imagine how customers feel exactly the same way. Yeah. So on Friday we will have our burger launch. Oh, yeah, we'll wow. launch five burgers and half-price cocktails. Is it this coming Friday? This mm. Friday. Okay. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, Seven. the podcast will be coming out next Friday. Oh. Sorry. Well, That's then okay. we'll, we'll know exactly what we'll to relaunch. do. So by, by the time we'll they relaunch. get there, yeah. we, we got it down. But why, um, maybe, maybe, but I mean, are you going to advertise it on, on yeah, social media? Yeah, we already actually started. Yeah, yeah, they already yeah. started. Yeah, we're actually now paying attention to maybe branding and We're advertising, advertising <laughs> a little bit <laughs> well that's yeah. cool just to yeah, see so, who copies yeah so um on the beyond stuff i was chatting to a friend of mine she's actually funny enough she's got a coffee shop down in cape town oh nice um and uh, she's vegan yeah and the other day she had a instagram story and she was eating a burger and I said, mm. uh, was mm-hmm. that a vegan burger and she said it was actually the beyond sliders Ooh, yeah, so I guess they just—I guess she's taking the mince and making uh, sla and yeah, and making. Well, I just said making, making. <laughs> and made. <laughs> and she's but it made. was in a restaurant or something. Ah, well, I speak kind of yeah, correction. Well, yeah, they've, uh, they've probably bought the because the there's now and Beyond Mints and okay. made their own little sliders or yeah. just taken a patty. Uh, yeah. Broken it up. We've yeah. d- done that for meatballs. Yes, we have. We've also done that. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> we have it was for yeah. something I can't remember what but we have done it it was a catering job yeah the vegan menu like that beyond place is really taking it beyond yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they've got sausages they've I didn't know they've got the mince but they've got yeah like they've got almost the cheeses, everything there. the cheeses come from them there's a product called just egg um it's it's like scrambled egg made from mung beans so it's like a yellow liquid mm. that you scramble and oh, wow. I've, it's not here yet, but I've I've tasted a sample. It's exact like eggs, but no cholesterol, fewer yeah. calories, and of course a bit of protein. So you know, okay, it's a that's nice great. Yeah, what protein? Do you know? Beans have protein. I don't know the the grammage. Oh. Don't hold me to it. Okay. 
I'll find out. I'll Google it now. Well, the interesting out. thing she was saying is that she was talking about the Beyond products, and she said at one stage when she, I don't know if it was when she first had it or whatever, she said, uh, she called the waiter over again and says, are you sure this is not me? Yeah. yeah. It's so convincing. So, yeah. So I'm very keen to try it out. I think you should yeah. have the Mexican one. Yeah. I like the chili. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to also get away from, I saw tomato sauce. Do we have it now? We never used to have things like tomato sauce and that because the food must speak for itself. And yeah. and um, we have fresh chili. So if you want any, we have fresh chili. We have a homemade Napolitana sauce. Okay. I mean, we're all about healthy alternatives. Like we also don't serve any sodas. You can't get a cool drink there. You need to have a juice or a coffee or a oh, water. Wow. So it, it's strong ethics behind it. But someone, a customer said they were leaving mm -hmm. if we didn't get tomato sauce immediately that mm. they were going to get up and walk out. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that, even sounds like an, that sounds like an entitled customer. Yeah. So we got, and then it seems like it's stuck. Yeah, now it's there. Uh. And, uh, you know, Grismano sauce is great, but it kind of clashes with our brand. Yeah. Which, yeah, but sometimes customers just push you to a point where you crumble a little bit, mm. but you have to just, we'll argue with them on the big stuff. Yeah. That's big stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anyone use it though. Yeah, because I hide it. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, we Take don't it have home. it sold out. Yeah. Take it home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So I hope uh, things go well. I mean, Thank you. just talking Thank about you. the future, I mean, yeah. I mean, do you feel that you guys would need to expand at some stage? Um, maybe another branch. Yeah. Yeah. Not expand yeah. in the same space. No, not definitely not. Yeah. Um, Mara's is very expensive for rent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that's max. Yeah. Um, you can't afford any more space <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, well, I actually hope someone on this who, who listens would recommend some places, but I think like a Brooklyn or Mainland would be, would be, would be great because yeah. I don't think there's a lot of specialty coffee offerings in, in that area. And also, I don't think they, there is any vegan restaurants. I'm not even sure. Yeah. yeah. Shaka yeah. not going to check on that store. Yeah, probably <laughs> Go check. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks so much for coming. Thank, Thank you. you. Yep. And there you go. That was the conversation. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Um, right. If you would really, really like to go have a, an enjoyable breakfast and some really good coffee, I can highly recommend going to The Grind in Mara's Arch. Uh, I've been there a couple of times now. Um, great vibe there. Staff is amazing. I, that's something that we didn't really chat about in the podcast episode. But um, every time I've been there, the staff are very friendly and polite. And uh, that always makes a difference. So kudos to, to Brian and Claire on that. Okay, so the usual thing. If you want to know more about The Grind... Go check out their links in the show notes. If you want to know a little bit more about the podcast, you want to give me some feedback, drop me a message on wherever you find me on social media. Uh, you will get all the contact details in the show notes. And that, my friends, is the end. I'll catch you next time. <laughs>